Let me, uh, yeah, let me once, let me just, right on. I appreciate you coming back on. And, uh, oh, of course. What was the cap for that one? I'm loving your PBR challenge, dude. Oh, this one, I guess, uh, I, I just recorded it, I guess, like two of clubs, and it was a nine of spades. So, <laughs> you know, I'll get it right someday. <laughs> Like I was, I saw that and I was wondering. I was like, "What the hell is this?" And then I didn't realize that PBR was doing that, doing the whole. I don't think it's a, it's not like an official PBR thing. I just started doing it. <laughs> it's a great idea. I enjoy it. I look forward to seeing those videos all the time. Well, that's good. I, I've heard a lot of people saying that. Like they're like, like we're emotionally invested. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so now I'm like, my drinking problem is keeping people going. <laughs> it's not a problem, is it? Yeah. It's actually I did get it right once before, like years ago. Like it's, it's <laughs> never happened again. <laughs> Wait, does PBR has PBR always done that or is this a new thing? No, they've always done that. Like a lot of bars, they'll actually they'll some bars if you guess the cap, they will give you your beer for free. Huh, that's interesting. Yeah. I I don't drink PBR, but I was I thought it was like a promotion thing that they were doing. So even though that I'm kind of glad to know that it's not, they just do it right on a regular basis. Cause I really want to see that video when you finally get it right. Oh yeah, dude. I'm going to just chug the beer and smash the glass. It's going to be like the most intense celebration I've ever done in my life. I might even get it tattooed on my knee. <laughs> <laughs> like yesterday I did two or three, uh, and I guessed one, and it was like, but then the, it was wrong. But then the next one was the card that I guessed for the beer before. So I was just like two inches from getting the right one. It was like, there's zero strategy involved. Zero strategy. <laughs> yeah. Is this going to be in the podcast? Because I feel like everyone, no one knows what we're talking about. <laughs> well, they should go to your Instagram and go yeah. to social media and find out what's going on with the PBR challenge. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, I'm happy that you did this. I know that we were supposed to do it way back, a couple months back, but I decided, uh, uh, the universe decided that Aaron had to get COVID. Yeah, well, better earlier than never. <laughs> yeah. And like, I was thinking about it, I was like, I could have done it, but I was just feeling like shit. And like, I was like, it's not fair to you for me just to be like this all the time and just yeah. be tired. No, that's how, how was it for you? I mean, were you, I mean, you said you felt like shit, but I mean, like, were you down and out or? Uh, I, the first day I had it where I knew I had it before I even got tested or whatever, it was Halloween night and me and my mom were watching a Halloween movie, right? And I was sitting in the recliner and there was a blanket behind me. I was getting, I was starting to get cold. I didn't have enough energy to sit up for a second to grab the blanket. Wow. Man, that and sucks. And I could have gotten it worse. I mean, it's probably, you know, I do take multivitamins, so I'm assuming that probably helped, but that... Speaking your immune system. <laughs> it's very true. Being healthy, your body was like turned into a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> 
me, I treat my body like a piece of shit. And like when I get sick, it takes a lot to knock me down because my body's just used to running like broken. That's why you always see like old beater cars towing nice cars. I've never seen that. I have all the time because I live in the west side of Grand Rapids where everyone's a piece of shit. Oh. But those are the fun. The, that side is fun when you want to see some like crazy, stupid shit. Oh yeah, no, they're the fun kind of annoying, like easily. Yeah, until it start getting gentrified. Yeah, like, bars and everything else like that. Like I remember, I drove through it once. And I was like, "There's a lot of white people here." Yeah, it's it's weird. Like the West Side is, it's strange because there's a heavy Polish population. And, like, because my family's Polish, like, my dad grew up, like, maybe a mile from where I live now. So, I mean, like, he's hardcore Polish family, and, like, it's it's hard to get rid of those Polacks. Like, we, like, like, the Polish people, like, they've just, like, every bar, like, if, like, a dive bar closes down and reopens as, like, a gentrified, like, nicer bar, you're still going to have the piece of shit Polish regulars <laughs> that are going to be there. You're never going to have a nice bar on the west side. It's impossible. I mean, the only way is to make it too expensive, but even that, like, it's not going to help. <laughs> no. I'm trying to think, what are some, like, you know how, like, there's stereotypes for every type of person? Like, I'm part Italian, so I talk with my hands and I can get really, really loud. Yeah. <laughs> what is it with Polacks besides the obvious one that... Stupid? Yeah. I mean... Uh, well, for one, yeah, stupid, uh, heavy drinking, uh, and fighting. Like, they are just, like, Polish people are insane. Like, like my Uncle Leo was a hardcore Polak, uh, fought in the Battle of the Bulge, like, just a badass in the in World War II. He was, like, a BAR gunner, like, the dude out front, right? Mm-hmm. And when he got back from the war, like, that's all he would do was drink, uh, he would drink PBR, and then get in, go to wet, crash weddings at Polish halls, get in fist fights, and then leave. That was a weekend every weekend. We just get drunk and fight, and maybe play softball with the accordion. Like it, it's nuts. Like it's a. I like being Polish. I heard like there's a story like how like in World War II like there was like a you know how there's like the Enigma like how like there was a code breaking machine the Enigma like it's yeah. like would get. Well, there was one, like, at a camp, and they are trying to figure out how to get it. And, like, I'm probably butchering the story, but, like, the U.S., like, soldiers, they were, like, trying to get this, like, covert plan to go get it. And this, like, Polish, like, platoon was just like, oh, we got it. And they just fucked up. They killed, like, the entire camp and took the thing. They were, like, easier. <laughs> like, they're just, like, they're just dumb. <laughs> oh, that makes them savages, though. That They just don't give a fuck. That's yeah, just- I mean, that's why I'm proud to be polish <laughs> i'm straight savage yeah fuck oh that's interesting i like i guess it, it's just you never really hear about all the stereotypes of certain people yeah unless it's hilarious no yeah that's very true i mean there's like unknown stereotypes um like even with comedy I learned like the stereotype of like comics. Like before I did, I thought everybody was just silly and stuff. And then I got into it. I'm like, oh no, like everyone's depressed, <laughs> like a loser. Like that's like a stereotype I didn't know about. 
Uh, I, the other thing was, I always wondered why there are some people who are funny, like Robin Williams and everything else that, and then they kill themselves. It's like, why do the hell are they killing themselves? They make so much money that they make people laugh. I don't understand. But then I started, you know, I guess once you get older, you start understanding going, oh, you're doing that to because you had a, you know, not saying, you know, I always kind of look at comics as broken toys. Oh, yeah, yeah I can see that. Like not all of them, but just most of them. And like, I guess that's just the adversity that you have to go through. If you, you know, it's just, it's yeah. Sorry. I'm kind of babbling, but like, it just seems like that it's how I want to say it. Well, something happened to us to make us want to make other people laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, it seems, it seems as though is that, that, uh, Sorry, I am really losing my train of thought right now. Uh, it's all good. Well, yeah. like one thing, so like Robin Williams, he actually had like a real shitty disease. I like I haven't watched. There's a documentary about it actually, where his like brain was like disassociating with himself to where he just was like in this like empty vessel of a body. Like he just was not like he just wasn't feeling human anymore. And they're saying that's probably what led to him killing himself. Because I mean, he had like many demons, but then he had that like really fucked up disease that just basically killed him without killing him. So it's yeah. Oh, it sucks so bad. <laughs> yeah, and I love Robin Williams. Like I like huge. Like I have a Robin Williams tattoo. Like I just where's it at? Uh, it's just uh, I have, like a quote of his on my arm. It says uh. You're only given a little spark of madness, and if you lose that, you're nothing. And uh, yeah, it's misquoted everywhere. Every like Pinterest post with it, like it's posted wrong. So I like actually watched the thirty. I did thirty seconds of research, found the video of him saying it, and did that one because <laughs> it made more sense for you to actually go like, nope. If I'm gonna get this, I'm not gonna go with no fucking Pinterest, no fucking yeah. inspirational quote from a website. Exactly. Did that hurt for you? No. I take tattoos like a champ. I mean, I just, like, I think that one was pretty chill. I have one on my forearm uh, right here. Yeah. This one, I nearly, like, I got really dizzy during. It's really small, but I'd been up for, like, 36 hours straight. Oh. And I got this, like, at the end of the day. <laughs> so, I mean, I was just, like, malnourished and shouldn't have been getting a tattoo. Right. I mean, I know some guys that have inner because I have one right here and like I just almost fell asleep during it. And mm -hmm. I know some people that they go, man, that hurts so bad. And I'm like, don't be a pussy. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, yeah. They're not like I just got one two weeks ago on this forearm. I got a propeller and it took like not even 10 minutes because he was just like, are you good? I'm like, yeah, let's fucking rock and roll. And he just fucking went for it. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, like he was like, dude, you only charged me like fifty bucks for it because like, you're like you saved me a lot of time by being a trooper. I'm like, I'm, I'm Polish. What do you expect? Polish, I'm tough as fuck. Yeah, we don't have feelings. <laughs> Just like the Russians, we have no feelings. Yeah, I uh, actually, you know, speaking of what, like, just like hiking back to like the uh, Polish, my uncle that was like at the Battle of the Bulge, like big Polak. He actually won a medal because while they were like after the battle, they were on patrol 
and they came across a German like commander, it's like some high ranking German officer, right? With that officer's sons, like they were camped out hiding and uh, they were going to surrender, but they wanted to keep their weapons. And my uncle Leo, like he was like, you can surrender, but you're not keeping your weapons. Like we're, that's, we're not taking you like, and they refuse. They're like, we are keeping our weapons. My uncle Leo goes, all right, fine. We're just not going to take you, but we're going to tell the Russians that are coming this way where you're at. And they don't take prisoners. So it's up to you. <laughs> and they're like, all right, here's our guns. Like, he's like <laughs> take them. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Like, I, it's like, have you heard the, like, the stories of what they did to the, like, okay, you remember how after World War II, you know, after, you know, the Russians invaded Berlin and they, uh, you know, took, you know, they took over, they took over nazi berlin or whatever yeah well you, you know how a lot of the scientists either went to like america or russia yeah not the not that i don't you know don't quote me on this but i don't think a lot of those scientists ended up surviving probably not <laughs> so you're a nazi <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty crazy how, like, when you think about that, like, how the U.S. government was like, all right, yeah, you guys are Nazis. Shame on you. But, like, come over here and build stuff for us. I mean. Oh, you wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't have gone to space without them. And then you find out that Werner von Braun, who founded, who founded NASA or was, like, the president or whatever, uh, was a SS soldier. And, really? yeah, and he had a... And at the concentration camp, they had a factory, and then they would put, they would hang the five slowest Jews outside of the factory. Jeez, it's pretty fucked up. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, how do you respond to that? It's like, I'm like, yeah, I'm doing a comedy podcast. We're talking about concentration camps and uh, Nazis. Cool. <laughs> what was that? I was. Uh, I was doing a podcast with a couple of my friends and we looked up Hitler art. Oh yeah. Artist. And like the stuff's not bad, but like <laughs> still like a couple thousand for an art piece. I'm like, that's a little, that's a little high. Well, you're not really paying for the quality of art at that point. Yeah. But that, that means you're just a fucked up person who wants it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that's like uh there's a museum down in uh, Savannah, Georgia. I've been wanting to go to. It's kind of like a museum of just really fucked up artifacts. So they have a bunch of VHS tapes from like the Heaven's Gate cult. And then they have a bunch of paintings that Charles Manson did. And I'm like, I kind of want to go see that. And they, like, it seems pretty cool. They have a couple of like, like the clothing that like some serial killer was executed in. I think something like Richard Ramirez type shit. Oh, fuck. I'm like, I mean, I have a morbid curiosity, so that'd be kind of cool to see. I feel, I feel like that it's like a, it's. Would you say it's a normal thing that a lot of people are interested in that now? It's just normal. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're in a generation. I mean, how old are you? Twenty-four. Twenty-four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, this is I don't know. Like, it's like I remember one of my earliest memories was wake like going to school and watching airplanes flying to a tower so i mean like i've seen so much fucked up stuff just throughout my life i mean and then like you just kind of see like i remember like seeing Gaddafi getting knifed in the asshole and then 
watching the video of Saddam getting hung. You know, I mean, like I grew up with like, like going to school one day and coming home and hear about Columbine. So it's like our whole, like our whole growing up, like we're just throwing all this negative shit. We're kind of desensitized to it at this point. And then you tack on like, I mean, I don't, I don't think movies and video games cause that, but like you definitely experience it. So it's like, you're just numb to it. You right. Know? <laughs> Wait again. It's like, it, it gives you that morbid curiosity where you're like, you want to, you got to see it, I guess. Yeah. Also, because I think it's because you, you're looking at something that somebody who's not right did. And then you, yeah. you part of you is like interested by it. And then another part of you is like, how the hell could they do that? Yeah. Was that, dude, that Richard Ramirez documentary was fucked. <laughs> I don't know if you watched that. I have been kind of avoiding it and I kind of want to watch it. Is it like on a scale of one to 10, how good is it or how bad is it? Like, it's yeah. really, it's, uh, I would give it a solid like eight or nine because it kind of follows more of like the detective's perspective. So you're definitely kind of learning, like you're learning about the hunt for him and like what they went through to do it. It's, like it's very, it's a very different aspect than normal serial killer documentaries. I would say, huh. so it's definitely worth checking out. So I watched the one on the Unabomber. That one was interesting. Yeah, I gotta watch that one still because I don't know a whole lot about him. I just do know that he really just hated the government. Yeah, and because it was that like Ruby Ridge that set him off. Uh, I think so. Okay. All I know is that he was really, really messed up. I mean, this isn't going to spoil the whole thing for you. It's not, but it's just a common fact that, uh, I don't know if you remember back in the day, they used to, uh, the U.S. government used to give people LSD and they were trying to see what happens to them. Yeah. And he was kind of part of that, that experimentation. Same thing. Uh, with and you want to hear something hilarious. Well, I mean, it's fucked up, but it's hilarious to me is that there used to be, there was an operation that, that came out in the seventies that like in 1950, the U S government had a operation midnight climax where they would make brothels, lure guys into the brothels and just load them with LSD. They, there was a report that there was, they put a guy on LSD for 66 straight days. Jesus. Just watching him fuck while on, while on LSD. That's pretty much what everything that happens. Holy cow. That's fucked up. Hey, it's the government. It's, how, do you, how do you recover from that? I don't think you do. I think they just shot him afterward. Or no, that was Gary Busey. Yeah. Gary <laughs> Busey. That's how Gary Busey was born. <laughs> oh, but shit. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of things that you learn and you're like, wow, it's kind of fucked up. NASA was founded by a Nazi. Yeah. Yeah, there's like a there's a lot of like weird coincidences. Like uh what was it like aren't the freeways the like freeways? were because of like because of World War II, I think they they had to have enough like I don't know fucking freeways had to be made like there had to be like five miles straight stretches so that airplanes could land on them at any point. That's why like freeways kind of have straightaways every so often. 
I, I could be talking on my ass. It, it, it makes sense. I'm not gonna lie. It makes fucking sense. Or maybe no. It's the height of uh, uh, going through. It's the height of uh, bridges over freeways. There's the certain height is because that's the height of uh, like a rocket on a trailer. So I think that's it. Because it had to be able to fit like an AA shell under it or something. Makes sense. And it sounds like something back in like Doomsday Cold War. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, definitely Cold War shit. Remember, if you there's a nuclear war, just hide under your desk. Yep. <laughs> I'm grabbing my machete in my fucking Boba Fett helmet. I'm going to get mine. <laughs> you know, I've been training. <laughs> Trading, yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine somebody? You know, apocalypse happens, and then there's some guy that everybody's afraid of, and he's wearing a Boba Fett helmet. That'd be badass. <laughs> everybody's beautiful. <laughs> and then be like, "Hey, where's Baby Yoda?" He's like, "Wrong movie, bitch!" And then just shoots him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is the Mandalorian any good? I haven't watched it. No, it's phenomenal. It's uh, one of the best things that happen with Star Wars, especially uh, Bill Burr's character, because Bill Burr is in it, and his, like, two episodes are some of the best character development, like, in Star Wars history. It's 100% worth checking out. Where does, when does it take place? Right after Return of the Jedi. Oh. Yeah. And it's, like, like, Robert Rodriguez, right? That's his name. The director, is it Robert Rodriguez? Yeah, he uh, directed an episode in season two, and it's like one of the most violent, badass episodes. Like, it's super, it's pretty awesome. Damn. So it's definitely, it's, it's basically a space western. So it's, it's really good. I was kind of afraid to watch it because I wasn't a fan of the last three that came out. It, it's 100% better than those by any means. Like, it is... I put it kind of on par with like Rogue One a little bit. Like it's just, it kind of takes place outside of the Jedi bullshit. It's just more of like a Mandalorian, like bounty hunter doing his thing. So it's, huh. I, I highly recommend it. Okay. Like it actually has like John Favreau who did like Iron Man, like the dude who like knows what he's doing. He's the guy that made Mandalorian. And then like John Favreau, Robert Rodriguez, uh, I can't remember. There's a couple other people that got involved, but and they had different directors for different episodes. Oh yeah, Taika Waititi. He that dude. He's a phenomenal director, and he did a couple episodes. So it's definitely a good movie. Good TV show. I'll give it. A, I'll give it a chance. Oh yeah, I. It's they definitely go to like different spots that no Star Wars movie ever did. Like I said, it was just how bad I just did. wasn't a fan of the last one. So, I mean, I just wasn't sure if it was going to be kind of like the same product. No, they were terrible. <laughs> the first the first one, like, uh, what was it? Uh, after recent, what was the first one? Force Awakens? That one was decent because it was just fan service, like trying to give us what we wanted. But then that Stop. fucking, the last Jedi was so fucking terrible. That was the worst. You know, um, do you know what movie is really good? Uh, it's on HBO Max. It's called The Little Things. Little Things. I haven't heard of that. Um, 
has Denzel in it. Oh, I did. I just saw a trailer for it. That does look phenomenal. Oh, it's good. It's suspenseful from beginning to end, dude. Because it's Denzel Washington. Who else was in that? Uh, I can't. Badass cast. Yeah, I can't remember, but um, it was the guy who played Freddie Mercury in the Queen biopic. Oh, uh, Rami Malek, I think. I think so. Uh, like Mr. Robot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I know I've been trying to. I'm gonna get HBO Max again one of these days because I want to watch that. And then uh, there was like a South Park documentary I wanted to rewatch. Rewatch. So. Oh, the uh, the six day one. Yeah. That's so fucking yeah. fun. Oh yeah, no, that's that's amazing. Just that they do that in six days is pretty impressive. Do you feel as though they they can get away with everything because it's just that's what they're known for is just being majorly offensive? Oh, of course, you can't cancel somebody that doesn't give a fuck and is successful at it. like there no like there is no I don't think any other TV show could pull off what they do. I mean, they're just. I mean, literally, they got banned in China. I think it was they got, like, banned in China, and the next week they did an episode shitting on China. Like, they just, they get away with it. They don't care. I think the only time they maybe backpedaled, or maybe they didn't, but was, like, with uh, Muhammad. Like, they, like, did, like, a cartoon of Muhammad or something, even though that was, like, the Charlie Hebdo shit. So, I mean, it's, yeah. I think the only thing they care. No, they don't. I think that you just can't watch them like on, you just can't like stream them. But like, if you get like the DVD version, you can get the episodes that they like banned. Yeah. I think it was 400, 401 and super best friends, which all show Muhammad. (laughs) Oh my God. They don't give a fuck. No, I got to open another beer here. I'm going to try to guess what it is. Guess what it is. The PBR challenge. I'm going to say it's going to be a seven of diamonds. Fuck King of Spades, King of Clubs, King of Clubs. God damn it! Yeah. Wouldn't that have been amazing if I got it on this? And then like I would tell all my friends, it, I did it on a podcast, and then you got so many downloads. <laughs> Just to hear that one second part where you tell it, where you tell that it's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So, uh, I wanted to talk to you about. Is it? I am terrible with names. North Ruben Road Public House. Yeah, I saw that. Matt was ecstatic about that. Yeah, yep. It's starting back up on the thirteenth. We're gonna do. Uh, it's I already booked the first two shows back because it's gonna be a little more experimental and like trying to get it back in the groove. Yeah. So I just kind of booked a couple of uh, people I know that are gonna kill because it's also gonna be more like. Less comics, but more time. Just almost more like a showcase type of atmosphere. Uh, But no, it's back. And uh, yeah, hopefully it's back for good. Because I hate not doing stand-up. Are they going to do it inside or are they going to do it outside? It's going to be uh, inside. It'll be in, uh, yeah, just in the back of the bar, like usual. So it'll it'll be really nice. It's gonna be a little weird because it is gonna be reservation only which that's gonna be a little tough to pull off i think but i think people are itching for comedy so they'll they'll show up oh yeah for sure 
especially now that was it's places can be at 25% capacity or whatever the hell it is. Yeah. You know, that's a little, that's gonna be a little rough, but hopefully that hopefully we'll still fill it up at 25%. Cause I think before even at 50%, I mean, I didn't realize how packed bars can get at full capacity. So even at 50%, I mean, that's a lot of people. Yeah. So especially for, yeah, it'll be, it'll be good though. I mean, I got like, I got really good comics for this first show. So, I mean, it'll, it should hopefully be good. That's good. I was, I was starting to wonder with, you know, with things starting to open up, I was like, are we going to be able to do stand up again? Yeah. Like, I got jokes. I need to work. Like, comics are like cockroaches. We're just always going to be here. <laughs> and I, I feel like comedy might be going into a like, I don't know. I'm a pessimist. So I feel like comedy could be going into a little bit of a plateau for a bit, but hopefully it's, I'm wrong. And especially, I think, I don't know. I have plans. Like I really want to push Grand Rapids comedy more to get more shows started and get a little more cross between improv and stand up and get like just I want bigger shows. So I think comedy could plateau as a whole, but I'm not gonna let my scene. I mean, the po- podcast definitely help without with that, especially one you know. Doing every you know, people doing everybody's podcast and everything else like that. I mean, it's definitely can help because of they, because you know if you like somebody who does a podcast, I mean, gra- like granted, like you don't have to have a huge podcast to be able to move tickets or to be able to move. You don't. So I mean, like you know, you do these podcasts that have you know a little bit of an audience, and then you know you can tell people's friends about what's going to happen. Then you know, word of mouth can travel so fucking far. No, that definitely does help. And it's, yeah, actually, I was going to start a podcast of my own. Uh, just listen to all my friends' podcasts and do a review episode at the end of the week of everyone else's podcasts. <laughs> oh, that would be so funny. Just do like 10 minute episodes. Just be like, yeah, I listened to Air Rules podcast. It was all right. Listen to Good vs. Evil. Terrible. <laughs> listen, listen, listen to a beer, Matt Cook. Fuck that guy. Just, I mean, I think it'd be really funny. And then only when I'm on, I'm like, that was a good episode. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking do it, dude. I was that was one of the questions I was going to ask you. How you haven't started one yet? I mean, because I don't know what I would do. I mean, I'm not going to just. I don't know. I, I don't like. I don't. I for one, I don't want to. For me, I want short podcasts. I want like a 10 to 15 minute episodes. And I don't know. Everyone else has them. I want to be against the grain. So I'll figure something else out. Just come with us. Just come over here. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe someday. But for now, you know, I'm just doing stand up and making dumb videos and guessing beer caps. So I mean, hey, those videos are, I, Whenever I see one of your videos for bartending, I watch it. Whenever the PBR challenge is one of the things I look forward to every time I look on Facebook to, <laughs> to see if you actually finally get it. Yeah. It's such a dumb thing, but I, I will get it someday. It's, it's bad because it's like my gambling addiction is now feeling my drinking problem. So it's like <laughs> an exponential growth. Exponential <laughs> growth. 
Fucking Do you know one thing I absolutely hate is when you post something as a story on Instagram, but then you misspell a word so you sound like a retard? Oh, yeah. That's the worst. But, I mean, I don't really type stuff anymore, so it works for me. Because I, 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 I posted something about moving, and it was like me moving, and it's like, dude, you sound like a freaking second grader, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess your best bet at that point is just to put a new story up and go, yeah, I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. I feel like people already know that, though. So I just. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I was talking shit about Corona, like, when the whole thing was happening and going, man, you know, this, I understand why they're, you know, why they're flipping out. You know, you're, you're probably going to get it and not even know it. I'll lick your face. That's how confident I am and I'm not going to get it. Yeah. Boom. And you got it. So, did your, uh, so, back on the COVID, did you, so you got it, but then, so you said you were watching a movie with your mom. Did your mom get it as well? Or was oh. it just? You want to hear the part about that? Sure. My mom is a cancer survivor who had a compromised immune system, and I was, I was trying to keep my distance from her, but and like trying to wipe down shit that I touched in the house, and she didn't get it. Wow, that's good. That's awesome. Like was like it. The whole I don't wish anybody to get it because it was just that bad. Yeah. it was just, I was sleeping like 12 hours a day. I had this headache that lasted for five days. Jeez. And you can't take ibuprofen because all it's going to do is make it worse. Hmm. From the studies that I've seen, I don't know if they're you know trustworthy or whatever. And oh, that, those help. You're going to get the vaccine when it comes out? Or yeah. when? Before it? Oh yeah, no, I'm looking to get it as soon as I can. But I like I'm gonna it'll be a while for me. I mean, because I'm just a thirty-two year old nobody. I mean, my parents, they're older, so they'll get it before me. And then my girlfriend works in a doctor's office, so she'll get it before me. My sister works in a doctor's office, she'll get it before me. So it's just I mean, I'll get it if I can, but I mean, who knows? By the time I'm up to get it, maybe they'll be like her immunity is reached. And I won't need to, but I mean, if I was offered it today, I'd do it. I mean, you can reserve a spot. And then once it's like an available spot is available for you, then you just, you know, they'll send you a text message on your phone. And Oh, really? Yeah. I you thought can, you had to be over 65 to do that. Nope. You can just go on like Spectrum or you go on, you can go on fucking Meyer Pharmacy and go get one. Oh, I'll do that. Because <laughs> I'm all for getting it. I, I don't care. I've done so much bad shit to my body, a vaccine is not going to. Like, it probably might knock me out for a couple of days, but I don't care. Right. If that's, it stopped me from killing my parents, then good. Right. that's, like, I don't want to hurt anyone. <laughs> right. And then I was kind of thinking with, the, like, when, you know, when things start opening back up again and, you know, when we can actually go to, like, 50, then 75, and then, you know, once these places start opening back up and we can start doing a little bit more comedy, is that I'll, I already have the vaccine. I'm good. Yeah. It's my paperwork. Yeah. I know, like, the one thing they said with the vaccine, even if you are vaccinated, you can still spread it. Like, you can you can be, you can can be, have it, but you just won't, like, get, like, the terrible symptoms. But you yeah. can still pass it on. 
So that's why they still want you to like wear a mask and social distance once you get it. But I don't know, man. Seems like there's no way getting around this virus. <laughs> yeah, no, there's no. It's depressing. I'm, I'm ready to just withstand another year of it. Honestly, it's yeah. we just plan for the worst and hope for the best because it's it's not going anywhere anytime soon. I know scientists are hopeful that we're like past the worst of it, but who knows? At least that fucking dickhead is not in office anymore and we're getting like some leeway. In a way, are you going to kind of miss him because of the antics? Uh, a little bit, but in the way that you miss like a crazy ex. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Cause like, don't get me wrong. I don't like him. But there was just some shit he said that was funnier than hell. Yeah, it was easy to make fun of. It made comedy super easy. Almost yeah. to the point where it was hacky, but yeah. Do you feel as though with Biden being in office now that the kind of the PC thing will kind of, you know, calm down just a smidge and then, you know, we can start like saying no, it's going to get worse. God damn it. I think. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna probably get worse, but I think there's gonna be. A, I think. Uh, I think there's gonna be a huge. It's. I think with PC culture, it's been like a huge overcorrection, and I think that's gonna even out a little bit down the road. Because I think you know people with comedy, especially, uh, they get people get offended really easily, and they've they've people forgot to like laugh at themselves. Yeah, and that's. Your first, it seems like now the first step is to be offended and then attack. But before, like when you're like, it's, it should have been like laugh at it a little bit and then figure out if you should be offended. Right. I, I mean, for certain things, obviously. I mean, like if you're walking into a bar and you call some woman a cunt, like that's not funny. <laughs> you know, you're going to get your teeth kicked in. But it's like, I mean, my friends bust my balls or something about something that I can't control. Like, I'm going to laugh about it because I don't care. But also, I mean, I'm a white, cis, white dude, so I don't really have anything to really be uh, like, act about that can, like, hurt me. So, Oh, yeah. I mean, especially when you call a woman a cunt. I'm assuming you've never done it before. Uh, like, not to their face, but, like, I've definitely, like, I think even today, actually, I've described to my girlfriend, I was like, that woman is such a cunt. Like, I have, God, I, God, we were driving and I said it. I don't remember who I was talking about, but <laughs> if I remembered, I would say it right now. <laughs> I don't. AOC. I don't think it was her. I like her. <laughs> really? Really? Yeah. Really? Oh, yep. yeah, definitely. I think she's a badass, dude. I mean, she, uh, She's smart because she does, she has these plans that are super far reach, right? So, all right, look at it this way. If I ask you for a hundred bucks, you're going to say no. But then if I go, all right, how about just give me 20 bucks? You're like, all right, that's not as bad. So you're like, all right, maybe I'll give you 20 bucks. So what she's doing is like, she's having these like big plans. Like she wants this. People are like, no, it's fucking dumb, but we'll compromise and we'll give you this. Like, that's how progress is made. That way, in the future, we have this, like, this, like, small chunk of progress that's made. 
Now we can go to that finish line and be like, all right, now we want to do this. And then, you know, it's going to keep adding up until you get to like a better outcome. I guess I never looked at it like that. I just, I mean, yeah, never look at like people streams as like they're like they're, they're playing chess. <laughs> like they, they're thinking moves ahead. Yeah, I guess I I just never looked into it like that. I just I mean I, I mean she's I think she's hot, but that can only get you so far. And the only, all the other thing is she's twenty eight, and I really don't trust a twenty eight year old. Like I wouldn't trust myself with making like big time decisions like that. So I would like I would trust more of like a thirty five year old. I can see that. That's a very good point. Which I mean, yeah, that's I agree. Which I think. Because I remember I saw somebody on Facebook say they want her to run for president in like 2024, which that's totally ridiculous. But I think if when she gets a little older, you could definitely see her running for either governor or president or something because she's she's definitely a badass and she doesn't like she she doesn't like she doesn't stick to straight Democrat. Like she is she looks at the issues and goes with what is right. Because even like when it came to a, a, the uh, nominating Biden for president, it was a completely political move. But she was like, I elect Bernie Sanders. Like she didn't like every other Democrat was like nominating Biden. And she was like, I'm going for uh, Bernie, even though like she knew there's no way in hell he was going to get nominated. But she did that because like, I mean, it was also a bit of a tradition to do that. But I, mean, I think she, I think she's a badass. I had to do more research. I thought, you know, well, the thing is I do get a lot of my, I got some of the shit that I, it could have been completely wrong on what she said, but there's just things that she said I saw on Facebook and I'm like, fucking stupid. Yeah. I wouldn't really, I don't really get my information off of Facebook myself, well, but what were you going to say? No, I, I mean, I just look at it like from my own perspective and I look at like what she's proposing and I mean, I could be way off. Maybe she does want to go to the far extremes like, like she's saying, but I really, to my heart of hearts thinks that she's, she's asking for the mile knowing that she's going to get that 200 yards because that's going to be way better than nothing. Yeah. Kind of like when you're going to negotiate shit, like negotiate for a contract. Exactly ask for the most ridiculous shit just to see what they'll give you yep it's uh politics is fucked up man yeah <laughs> yeah it's super fucked I'd be good at it but uh yeah <laughs> like okay like okay is it just me or did like with everything that went on with politics like I haven't been paying attention at all about what's going on because we don't have the you know, Trumpy boy in office anymore. So it's like not a lot of people are like paying attention to it. Well, no, I think people are because one of the silver linings to the Trump presidency is so much bad shit happened and people got very active with protests and like just active in government trying to make changes and changes were made. And that was a very important thing that needed to happen was once Biden was in office, it's like, you don't take your foot off the pedal. You need to keep making changes because the government, like, even though, like, Biden won and people, like, are like, okay, sigh of relief, 
no, this fight's not over yet. Like, it's still, like, we still need to keep pushing to get changes because changes need to be made. So I think a lot of people are, you know, still pushing to to change, change the government a bit. And yeah. from my perspective, that's what I've been saying. And just, I mean, I've been watching a lot of political shit, so. I mean, just recently that uh, crazy psycho cunt from uh, the, the Marjorie Green, that psycho, she like yeah. believed Columbine, or, like she, not Columbine, but she was saying like, school shootings were staged in that 9-11 was an inside job and Jewish lasers caused <laughs> How did that psycho QAnon queef get into office? That is ridiculous. I mean, the fact that she's like threatening <laughs> the lives of Democrats, like, what the fuck? Like, and they, like, petitions were signed to get her out of her positions and it fucking worked. Because you can't, as a politician nowadays, you can't fucking get away with shit that easy. People, people are going to speak up. Yeah, plus people have social media, so it's even a bigger platform to get your, to get people's voices heard. Because, you know, you had to, I don't even know how you did it back in the day. Like, did you just go house to house or did you just go to a mall and say, hey, sign this petition? Yeah, no, you would like go house to house or like stand outside of the pharmacy. Yeah. It was like, I remember even going to like, like going to like a family fair back in the day and like people would be like, sign our petition for clean water. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, give a fake phone number. <laughs> I never even thought about that. Oh, yeah. I have a fake phone number all the time. I still get my old neighbor's phone number at like Best Buy and shit. <laughs> oh, you're such a dick. Oh. Oh. <laughs> he deserves it. Why did he deserve it? I don't know. He was, oh, he bullied me too. He was a bully growing up. So he, he deserves everything. Yeah, fuck that asshole. Yeah. Uh, that guy was a real douche. I remember one day we were in a, I was in gym class with him and he was talking shit about this like bigger kid. And like, he was like talking shit and then he would like shove me, like just trying to be alpha and all that. So I went to the bigger kid. I was like, hey, this Casey's talking shit about you. So he just went and laid the dude out, <laughs> just punched him for me. I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> and then the, the guy that's a cop now came after me, like, why'd you do that? Like, because I could? I don't know. That didn't sound like a good idea at the time. Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know. People, yeah. <laughs> I got bullied a lot. So I just grew up to not care. Like, you can hit me, it's going to be fine. Are you like one of those people that if you punch you, if like if I punch you, you're gonna still get back up, no matter what? No, oh, yeah, I watched Cool Hand Luke like so many times. Like <laughs> that my life. Yeah, I watched a lot of Bruce Lee movies. I think I know, I know a little something. Yeah, or just don't hit back. <laughs> just be like Mayweather. Just dodge him and run. Yeah. Did I tell you I met Mayweather once? He a nice guy or was he a dick? He was nice to me. I was walking out of a bar, uh, well, a concert venue downtown Grand Rapids called The Intersection. 
you know, I was at a country show, like a country music show. Right. And uh, I was leaving because I was like, I was like 21, 22. Like, I didn't want to stay the whole show. I was by myself. I didn't have a lot of friends. I'm walking out of the venue, going to my car. And this van pulls up with like fucking Floyd Mayweather's face on the side of it. This whole posse of like the biggest black dudes I've ever seen in my life. And then Floyd Mayweather. And they're like, what's going on in there? And I was like, oh, you won't like it. <laughs> I was like, it's country. And they're like, right on. And they got back in the van and drove away. <laughs> <laughs> dude, that's, that's hilarious, dude. I should have asked him for like 10 bucks or something <laughs> like you autograph, but, but I don't think like, I, I just saw his name on the van. Like I didn't know who he was at the time. I just was pretty ignorant to uh, like Floyd Mayweather. I didn't know who he was yet. So, but it was definitely him. When was this? when did you say it was? I was like 21. So it was like 11 years ago. Yeah. I could trying to think so i'm i'm a i'm a floyd mayweather fan so i was trying trying to think of that i mean not a lot of people know knew him yeah i mean like i mean he was a grand rapids hero so i mean uh to some people he some of some of my friends don't like him and some yeah. people know they don't like him because he was a dick what do you think of uh sugar shane mosley he's not grand rapids but he's a great boxer yeah i was pen pals with him Really? Yeah. Back in like, uh, this was like probably 15, 20 years ago at this point. I, uh, this is back when you could still find like famous athletes, email addresses on their websites and stuff. So like, I would, uh, look at all these, like, I love boxing. I was a huge boxing fanatic. And, uh, Sugar Shane was like my cousin Joe's favorite boxer. So I was like, I didn't know a lot, but I was like, my cousin Joe likes him. I like him. So I looked him up. I found his email. I just wrote him. I'm like, hey, I'm a huge boxing fan, and uh, you're one of my favorite boxers, and I just wanted to say thank you for being an inspiration. And he fucking responded. And then we kept, like, we kind of just kept going back and forth through email. And then finally I was like, hey, man, do you, like, if I sent you, like, a picture, would you autograph it for me? And he's like, you know, there's usually, like, 70 bucks on my website, but I'm just going to send you one. He did. He sent me an autographed photo and all this. Holy shit. Yeah. But then I, uh, like a little bit later, I was like, hey, I was like, you know, I'm getting bullied at school. And uh, like, I was kind of getting a little bulkier at the time, like boxing and stuff. And I was like, uh, what would you do if you were in my situation? And he said, you know, like, I'm a professional fighter. When I fight, it is by rules and regulated. You should not fight at school. And I was like, all right, I won't. And I was like, you know, I'm boxing a little bit more. Do you mind if I send you a video? You can tell me, like, how my stance is and stuff. Like, if I can get some pointers from you. He's like, hell yeah, I do that. But I sent him a video. And he responded. He goes, oh, you're white? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry for laughing. (laughs) Oh, oh, you're white? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh, fuck. I don't. I, I would never look at him as a person like that. No, I was just joking. <laughs> fucking dick. 
He didn't say that. I was pen pals with him, but no, like he was, he was cool. He was like, he told me, he was like, yeah, don't, uh, don't fight. Don't do anything like that. Like, that's stupid. Just talk to the principal. Like, take care of it that way. Cause you want to be able to fight in the ring, not on, outside. Cause if you fight outside, you're not going to be able to fight in the ring. Can you imagine that? You just beat the shit out of somebody. Why did you do that? Sugar Shane Mosley told me to do it. Yeah. That would have been pretty funny. Now, I was, I got, uh, I wrote back and forth with Sugar Ray Leonard for a bit. Uh, I wrote Muhammad Ali once. He responded once. And then uh, I got an autographed picture from Ali and Sugar Ray Leonard. I think those are the only boxers I got emails from, autographs. But yeah, dude, I was a huge boxing fanatic. That's fucking sweet. Yeah. Kind of jealous. <laughs> I, mean, I was into it, man. It was, it was, Boxers are badass dudes. Oh, yeah. I would have uh, written Tyson when I was younger. But he was already, like, the biggest fucking boxer in the world when I was, even when I was younger. I mean, that dude was just huge from the jump. Buying tigers, doing a bunch of coke with Bobby Brown in a China, in a Japanese hotel room. Yeah. Crashing his car and, like, threatening people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever hear about the story with Tyson? Um, it was the night that Buster Douglas beat him. And him and Bobby Brown were in a hotel room with a bunch of Japanese hookers doing a bunch of blow. And Bobby looks at him and goes, aren't you fighting tonight? He goes, yeah, I'll be right back. I'm going to go knock this guy out and I'll come right back. Really? Yes. That's fucked. <laughs> you know, technically Tyson won that fight. Uh, explain. So it's in the Tyson has like a spoken word show he does. And yeah. he knocked, uh, wait, no, did you say, who did you say he was fighting? Um, Buster Douglas. Buster Douglas. Okay, I'm thinking, wait. You thinking of Vander Holyfield? No, which he lost to Buster Douglas? Yes. Okay, yeah. So earlier in that fight, Buster got knocked down. Yeah. And they got to an eight count, right? Yeah. They eight count way late. Yep. He was down for 10 count. Yeah. He was out. So he should have been out already. Tyson should have won that fight. Yeah, I remember that. It was the eight count or the 10 count was really late. And I remember with Tyson's, it was really fucking fast. Yeah. So I think Tyson should have won that. But I think in hindsight, it probably wasn't a bad thing for him to lose that. I mean, probably straightened him up a bit or like got him, you know, to look at himself differently or not. I don't know. There's a lot of cocaine going through his system. Yeah. And I think that was just right after he got out of prison for the rape charge. Okay. So that was already, that was already peak Mike, Mike Tyson crazy. Yeah. Even when he got knocked down, that dude was still in it. He was still, he wanted to get back up. Like his mouth guards hanging out. He was like, he was looking for his mouth guard. Like I fucking, he was mad. <laughs> he did not want to stop. No. If they would have let him stand back up. He would have just kept going. Yeah. And he would have probably fucked. I mean, I don't know. I feel like he probably would have fucked Buster Douglas up then. He would have just been angry. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I mean, there's like two scenarios that could happen. One, you know, he gets really, uh, he gets really angry and just starts overloading on punches. And then he, or he gets really angry and, you know, tries to, you know, doesn't use technique at all. And Buster Douglas just starts tagging him left and right. It's yeah. kind of, kind of like, uh, well, I mean, it's not about like angry, but like when a like when a fighter gets tired. Like, did you watch the Floyd Mayweather McGregor fight when it happened? 
Yeah. Do you remember how exhausted Connor looked in the ninth round? Oh yeah. He just started teeing off on him. Yep. That I feel like that's what it, you know. That whole fight was pretty fucked up. Not the Mayweather McGregor, but the Tyson Douglas fight. But I was it was just it was such a weird time. Cause like I mean obviously I wasn't a, I wasn't I wasn't even a thought when it happened. But I just remember watching the fight and then watching you know the Tyson documentary on like when they talked about that and then the 30 for 31 that they did where there was like a 42 to one odd that or he would um there was like a crazy like uh Buster Douglas was such a major underdog. I think it was like 42 to one. Oh, for if you if you bet on Buster Douglas and Buster Douglas was actually a really good boxer he just unfortunately he lost his mom and he just didn't have the heart for it anymore gotcha okay because I think he lost the heavyweight title to Vander Holyfield and I think that's how the whole Tyson Holyfield shit happened probably I think so did you watch the uh, Tyson fight earlier this year Oh, the, with Roy Jones? Yeah. I tried. I mean, I ordered it, but the freaking Triller app, or the Triller streaming service, cut that fucking freezing on me. Oh, damn. That was actually a fun fight. I enjoyed it. I, I watched it with, uh, actually, Matt Cook. Him and I, like, we hung out in my living room and watched it. Shockingly, I thought the Jake Paul fight was, like... Oh, my God. All the, like, all right, Jake Paul, whatever. Like, I think the dude's a giant fucking douchebag. And that fight was pretty lopsided. They took a dude that knew how to box a little bit and put him against a guy who thought he could box. Yeah. So that's a little fucked. But, you know, it was, it was a good knockout. Like, it was... Oh, it was fucking clean. It was straight. Like, yeah. Like, that dude was out before he hit the ground. <laughs> but even all the undercards were really good fights. Yeah. And, like, Tyson and Roy... Like, they did not... I don't think they went in there, like... For exhibition, they were trying to fight. Yeah, I think to a certain extent. But I mean, Tyson was stoned out of his mind, so that probably <laughs> kept Roy Jones alive. <laughs> and then freaking Roy Jones, for his age, he's still in fucking great shape, even though it's his arms are just—it's all bicep, no fucking tricep. Yeah, and he was like out of breath for at least three days after that fight. I know the post interview, like he was just gasping for air. Did you hear about Tyson? Like for, like for the training for that, he quit smoking weed. Yeah. He gave up smoking, but he was getting too aggressive and like fucking up the sparring partners. Like, all right, you got to start smoking again. So he started smoking again. That was, I think he owns his own. Me, I think he owned Tyson Ranch, which is like his own. Like, oh, he does. That'd be uh, fun to try sometime. I know uh, his uh, his fucking advertisements for it are great because they're just like, here's what our weed will do to you. It's just him knocking people across the ring. I'm like, yup. Uh, Mike Tyson would be one of those people you could get high with, you would get fucking paranoid. I would love to do that. <laughs> I don't think I would get paranoid at all. I would just sit there and listen because I feel like that dude can 
I don't. I feel like I learn a lot by just sitting there listening to Tyson. Yeah, you could do that, but I'm just saying that you know you would you you know you would look at him and go, "That's fucking Mike Tyson." It's like looking at a lion. Yeah, but I mean, if you're, I, I don't know. I can understand being paranoid, like back in the day. But like, if you were smoking with Mike Tyson today, you'd be like, "I think I would just be like, this is fucking cool. This is fucking Iron Mike, and we're just in this hypothetical situation." Yeah. I would be pretty chill. I don't think I'd be paranoid. I think I'd probably get way too high because I'd be trying to keep up with him. Yeah. I know for sure my tolerance is nowhere near his. Was I think I saw something that him and his crew at the ranch they smoke like oh thousands of dollars. Yeah, like I think it was forty thousand dollars worth of weed. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Like I'm an advocate weed smoker, and I. No, that's a no bueno for me. Yeah, no, I'd do like 30 bucks <laughs> for a couple weeks. <laughs> like, I don't know, it's just... I know one of the stupid things is with weed is that it's still considered a sport. It's, consider, no, it's still considered illegal from USADA, the uh, United States Anti-Doping Agency. It's still... Thought, didn't, okay. Didn't uh, UFC just... Make it okay? Yeah. It's just with UFC, though. Yeah. Like, uh, there's a fighter. His name is uh, Nick Diaz. His brother is Nate Diaz, who fought Connor a couple times. There were times where uh, he had so much weed in his system that they said that there was probably a couple times he fought while he was high. (laughs) Why not? (laughs) And then there was a video. It's hilarious. uh, They're doing, like, an over-the-phone press conference. And he goes, yeah, I just don't like to fight pussies. Next thing you know, you hear him take a big-ass bong hit and has nunchucks, and it's just doing this. <laughs> just fucking Bruce Lee in up on there. That's badass. So like the press conference, like during like the on-phone press con- or like media day questions. Yeah. <laughs> well, Tones out of his mind, just fucking just doing nunchucks. Dude, it's fucking hilarious. Oh, man, that's great. It's fucking funny. Well, that's like, uh, I'm really big in, like, I rock climb. I used to be really good at, like, I used to be really big in rock climbing. Like, I would climb every day and shit. But one of the best rock climbers ever lived is this dude named Chris Sharma. And uh, rock climbing used to be in the X Games, like, back in the 90s, like, early 2000s. Like, it was, like, he won a gold in it. Because, I mean, like, he was just the goat of rock climbing. I mean, he was the Michael Jordan of rock climbing. He was so good. And he took his medals away because he was stoned as fuck when he did it. And I'm like, this is fucking stupid. Rock climbing. It's, it's, <laughs> it doesn't enhance your abilities at all. Yeah, it's so dumb. How would they base, like, did, was it based on like a time they had to take or, or was there no, like, it, uh, so it was bouldering, which is like probably, 15 to 20 foot climbs. You don't have a rope or anything. You're just climbing like this like shorter wall. And then if you fall, there's like a giant pad under you. And uh, they're, they range in difficulty. So, I mean, not everybody can get to the top of every one or do them in the like cleanest. Like, there's like bonus holes and everything. So he just did it better than everybody. Huh. Yeah, it's, it's 
What were you going to say? No, rock climbing tournaments are a little weird, like the way they're scored and like the way they're done, but they're getting in a little better now, especially because they're going to be in the Olympics, but the version in the Olympics isn't as good as the version that should be because there's a, a version of rock climbing competition called cycle block, which is basically it's done in um, Utah and like parts of Europe, North Carolina. Basically they have a 60 foot wall over an Olympic sized pool. So people climb the 60 foot wall, just completely overhung with no ropes. And they go like in like two people at a time racing to the top. And if you get to the top first, you win. And if you fall, you land in a pool. It's super entertaining. It's like high energy and it definitely separates the, like the good climbers from the bad. And that is so entertaining to watch. It is, it should be in the Olympics, but the Olympics are stupid. (laughs) I just, when did this happen? Like, I just, I guess I never heard about it. It Quite a few years. Uh, Every year there's like this rock climbing expo in Utah where like all the climbing companies get together to like just uh, kind of network and like professional climbers are there doing clinics and stuff, but they have this, the whole thing is circulated around this huge event, which is a cycle block. And I think it's probably been going on for right five or six years now, but it's, it's cool. My buddy has been doing it a couple of times to watch and it's, it's, I don't think I would have the balls to do it because that's high up. <laughs> I don't care how like, soft water is 60 feet is gonna hurt <laughs> at that point it's like hitting concrete yeah and these people aren't just like climbing like just super like slow and static they're flying and they're like they're jumping to holds like they're doing like some tom cruise and like mission impossible shit like jumping and like flying through the air like these guys are badasses so i mean it's they're, they're some of those badass athletes i've ever seen i think I wonder that guy was smoking weed. Fucking had to fucking calm him down with shit. Yeah. You have, like, there's so many times, like, the rock climbing community is super fond of weed. I will say that. I mean, I've seen, like, I've been climbing, like, because I, I go down to Arkansas to climb all the time, and, like, I've been, like, up there, like, I'm on the rope, like, I'm climbing the cliff. I look down the dude that's holding the rope, like, with the protective gear, He's got a blunt in his mouth. I'm like, well, <laughs> I guess. I guess. <laughs> I can't talk because I had a beer with me. So, <laughs> Is it one of those things you can do while intoxicated and it doesn't really affect you that much? Yes and no. When I drink and climb, I'm doing super easy stuff. Like I would never try to go for like the hardest stuff I've ever climbed when I was drunk. Uh, I mean, I'll take a shot of whiskey before I do the harder stuff just to, like, get my uh, adrenaline going. But, yeah, if I'm, like, going out for an easy day of climbing with a couple of beers, maybe a 40, like, I'll just stick to easier stuff. But, I mean, it's still me doing easy stuff while drunk is stuff that, like, normal people wouldn't be able to do. (laughs) I can see that. Do you do the same thing with stand-up? Like, take, like, a shot before you go up on stage or? No, not really. Uh, I think uh, like I'll have a beer, but I don't really do anything special like to try to ease the nerves. I think uh, for myself, at least, I'm I'm just super comfortable, and I just don't really need that safety net. And I was kind of worried to, if I did do that, like did shots beforehand or had a beer beforehand every time, it would become a crutch. 
yeah. I would need it. And then say I did a show where like there wasn't beer available, I'd be fucked. So yeah, I could yeah. see that. Like I'll I'll have like one beer and be fine, but I don't really make a point of it. And like I, I I'll never smoke beforehand. That's like no bueno. I did that once or twice, and that was just disaster. Oh, uh, I feel because like because like, like I know that some comics they'll like they'll have like a you know they'll have a shot or something like that, and like with me when you know, granted not my first time, but ever like every time since my first time I've been high up there and I just it just makes you feel comfortable and I get out of my own head yeah I can see that one of my things though is like I liked with my style I like to I I do a lot of improvising and I like to kind of do crowd work when I can and I need to be as sharp as humanly possible and when I smoke I'm just not quite as smart or like sharp and then when I drink I get kind of like a little sloppy and I don't want to I don't want to risk not being the smartest person in the room at that point that really? makes sense. what? a little loosey goosey yeah that's I mean I've done it like I've done like on my birthday two years ago at the garage bar I got I was fucked up when I got there it was not a good thing and it was my birthday show it was New Year's the day before New Year's Eve so I was just hammered and I went up on stage and I had the bartender write out a list of topics. And that was going to be my set list. I had no clue what I was going to talk about. I just went up and I fucking, I did jokes <laughs> based on that list. And I was hammered. And I basically just ended up, I took my shirt off immediately. But <laughs> I was just topless in the bar. Well, I, I told people, I was like, Venmo me $10, I'll take my shirt off. And my phone just started blowing up with Venmo's for 10 bucks. <laughs> like, Perfect. <laughs> I took my shirt off and I just started shoot, like just going down this list and it was it was a lot of fun. My parents were in the audience, like laughing their asses off, like, oh our boy is an alcoholic comic. <laughs> we're so proud. Yeah. It was good. Like they loved it. I was like talking about fisting and stuff. It was so weird. There's a video somewhere. It was it was something else. Do you, with your, like, how many times have your parents seen you perform? Like a bunch uh, of times, maybe like a handful of times. I think my dad has seen me four or five times. My mom a little more, but not very often. Uh, I think my, uh, yeah, not, not super often. My dad did come to my Dr. Grin's Funniest Person set, which is pretty cool. But, you know, he gets up for work really early and, he doesn't have time to go to open mics like I do. Right. Look, so I was, uh, one thing I wanted to ask, cause like a kind of this kind of, like this topic kind of gave me the idea for like, kind of wanted me to wonder, do you, do you get nervous when your parents are out there or like, kind of like, Oh God, I hope that they don't judge me for what I'm about to say. No, not at all. I, uh, cause like, there's nothing on stage that I say that I wouldn't say to my parents or my, like, like I have a couple of jokes where like people are, like, like, my girlfriend, like, they're afraid of, like, like I should be afraid to say it in front of her, but it's like, no, like, he knows I'm joking, and, like, the jokes, if I have a joke about her, I'll run it past her first, you know, so it's, I'm very cognizant of that, and, yeah, I, plus, I just know how to handle it, and 
if if I am worried that it will make them uncomfortable, I just tweak it a bit. And sometimes tweaking it will make it funnier. Yeah. Because I remember having a cop, one of my, my mom went to go see one of them once. And I, I flat out told her, I go, do not judge me from what I'm about to say. Yeah. yeah it's, luckily with my comedy, like, I don't get super raunchy or anything. I kind of, because I have my, my two rules of like no weed or sex jokes. And like, it just kind of makes it a little easier to get away with having my parents in the audience. And the sex jokes I do have, like, you know, they're super silly and not like graphic. So my parents can laugh at it. And I mean, honestly, my mom is like, her sense of humor is way more fucked up than mine. So, like, you know, <laughs> she's not going to be offended. Do you ever run jokes past them or run past, run past jokes with your girlfriend to see if there's, an, there's something there? Yeah. Like, I won't be like, hey, listen to this. But I'll work it into a conversation and see what she says. Thank you. Because I do that all the fucking time. Be yeah. like, it's like, just throw that in there. If it gets something, then it's, I have an idea. But mm-hmm. I'm glad I'm not the only one that does it. Yeah, no, everybody does that. I mean, it's not, I think with my girlfriend and my parents, I'm a little more like sneaky with it. But like when I'm doing it with comics, like other comic friends, I don't even try to like bullshit. I'll be like, hey, here's this bit I'm working on. Because <laughs> it's like I don't want to like that's I think that's like a little lame to just try to sneak a joke on your comic friends. But I mean, I have a lot of comic friends I I write with, and we uh, we bounce them off each other, and it's fun. It works out. But my girlfriend's very mean about my jokes, though. She'll like straight up tell me she's like, "That's fucking stupid." <laughs> she doesn't swear. She never swears, but she'll be like, "Ha ha ha." Like she does like a fake laugh just to like make me feel even worse. <laughs> I'm like, could you just hit me next time? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you need people like that though. Oh no, totally. I mean, I have a, the guy, he's a bartender at the garage bar. He's one of the people that pushed me to do stand up, and I trust him more than anybody. Like I'll run a joke by him and he'll tell me, he's like, that's fucking terrible. Or he'll be like, that's good. You should do that. And I'm like, all right, cool. Do you ever like act out a bit in front of your like your parents or like your girlfriend or whatever and be like, hey, what do you think about this? Do you ever do that or not really? Um with my girlfriend, yeah. Like I'll yeah, I'll I'll kinda like play it out for her and see what she thinks. But you know, she it's a little tough for her because she's so used to me, like it doesn't have that shock value and she knows my character and she kinda she knows my personality, so she can almost read the punchline coming. So it's not the easiest, but no, she's yeah, I'll do it to her. But my my parents, not so much. Uh, yeah, I have one coworker that I'll like. I'll go like, hey, I got this bit. Like, what do you think? And he'll he'll be like, yeah, that's really funny. But he says every bit I do is funny, so it's kind of more of an ego boost. This <laughs> is <laughs> uh. I have a bit that I'm, I think I'm kind of, I have it kind of good. Like, I think I have like a good premise, but I just want to get, but the main thing is like, I just like, I haven't been on stage in just a little bit over a year. So I'm like, I'm really itching because I really want to get these ideas out and I really want to start cutting the fat off. Yeah. And I have this bit where I talk about, do you know how there's women on Instagram with like diaper butts that they're just so fucking fake? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can see that. 
and like part of you just you know part of you thinks it's wow that's fucking disgusting you know just just work for it have you heard of this thing called a squat you just do this <laughs> then i found out that there's this girl i follow on instagram that they she hooked up these things that kind of look like electric shock therapy at the loony bin on her ass yeah and it goes she goes well this is just does the same thing as squats as squats would do and i'm literally looking at it going why the fuck don't you just do a fucking squat yeah look that fucking hard so i think one thing you're gonna want to do with that bit what i would do is um i would avoid like so this is just me like what i would work with that bit i would avoid the diaper butt comment completely and just go into like how this girl like she didn't want to do squats so she thought she would electrocute her ass so like i would describe like i would describe this whole process she went to where she had to get these pads strap them on her ass shock herself bite her tongue her mouth is bleeding and she's like i didn't have to do squats but it's like it would have been way here and you want to be like i think i would go that direction make it more of like you have to like do that make it a little and just emphasize how stupid it is what she's doing like not only that it's like a lazy way to do it but also just be like it's you're you're giving your ass electroshock therapy yeah like you're that's ridiculous like i think and you could probably do some puns with it too, you know. I mean, there's some, there's definitely some work that you can do with that. Yeah, it's just it's like it was literally just one of those things where I just look at it and I'm like, even not even as a joke, you just look at it and go, "Are you fucking kidding me? Are you? Yeah. It's like, it's not that hard to get a to get an ass. It's really not. Just give it like three months. Yeah. Just do fucking squats. That's all you got to do. You don't even have to go to a gym. You can just do them out. Like just do them before you go to bed. Yeah, I do squats every day. And you probably have a great ass, don't you, Carl? Best ass ever. I have America's ass. <laughs> oh, America's ass. You know, I'm basically Captain America these days. <laughs> I mean, you drink PBR. Yep. I uh. I have this now. <laughs> That's why I shouldn't have adult money because I just buy dumb shit. <laughs> when you when you went over to grab it, I was like, "He better not pull out that." I was either gonna think that, or you're gonna pull out like that, like a helmet or something. No, I don't have a Captain America helmet. I have a couple. I have a Boba Fett helmet, a Luke Skywalker flight helmet, a Rocketeer helmet, which is the most badass one, and a Anakin's uh, pod racing helmet. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I have a bunch of cool shit. I have a Han Solo's blaster, and then a uh, Malcolm Reynolds pistol from Firefly. I just have a bunch of nerd shit. Awesome. <laughs> <sighs> How much is the? How much do those things? Those the? How much do those things cost? So, like the shield was a hundred bucks. Each helmet was a hundred bucks. The Rocketeer helmet was two hundred something. I bought that at Comic Con, and then the pistols were, I think, seventy five to a hundred bucks a piece. 
I believe. I bought on. I bought those on Etsy. I don't remember exactly uh, how much, but it was a while ago. I don't buy them all at once. I just kind of spread but, them out over the last few years. But, but like I'm like was I'm not into like all that. But like I see some of the shit and it looks fucking sweet. And even for me, and it's just I like cool shit. And I'm just gonna buy it. And like my Boba Fett helmet is a badass Boba Fett helmet. It's like the prototype version. So it's like his helmet, but it doesn't have the dent in the top and it's completely white. So it's like this just stormtrooper looking Bubba Fett helmet. It's fucking sick. It's pretty fucking cool. Do you have head mannequins that you put them on or do you just kind of just... No, I just have them upstairs. I have like a dark room where it's kind of got like, I have like a Deadpool head that I have like one of the helmets on, but the rest are just like on the shelf. I have plans to do more with them eventually, but like right now, like with the house I have now, I'm not really, I don't have like a specific spot for them, but it's actually, I have an Elvis bust coming. It's like an Elvis Presley ceramic bust. It's probably like six, seven inches tall or no, it's like probably 12 inches. It's like a foot tall, but it's like him as a devil. So he's got like devil horns and shit. I'm really stoked for that. That cost me like 150 bucks, but I, I'm sorry. I have to see this. It's, I don't know. I have this one already. Uh, my girlfriend got me this. So it's going to be like this, except it's going to be all red with like devil horns coming out like here and here. It's going to be really cool. Well, that one looks badass. I'm not going to lie. Oh no, this one's awesome. Like my girlfriend got me this for my birthday, but I didn't know she got it for me. So I ordered the devil Elvis way before it didn't take their handmade. So it's going to take a month or two to get still. I'm looking this up. Yeah. It's called the woman is named Lucy Hellcat. He's on Instagram. Uh, she does badass stuff. Um, he does a lot of uh, like, she does like a kiss version of Elvis. I mean, uh, sugar skull I mean everything you you name it oh. I do uh let me see I thought I had a picture of it somewhere oh yeah if you want to see right there I'm not gonna lie it looks fucking sick yeah no I'm really excited to get that <laughs> it's gonna be cool it'll go in my Elvis shrine <laughs> Yeah, he's so great, but ended up dying on the toilet. Hell yeah. With like 30 pounds of undigested red meat in his colon. That's it. My grandmother, she told me once before she passed away that she and my grandfather went to go see Elvis. And I go, well, how was that? She goes, it was good. He was really fat. Yeah. <laughs> this is the same woman who... Uh, I was driving with her. I was riding in the car with her and some guy in like one of these lifted pickup trucks just sped past her and just, you know, cut her off and everything without even skipping a beat. She goes, that's why you have a small penis. <laughs> Badass. She was right, probably. I mean, obviously, but then you look at her and then you go, what? The fuck did it? Did you, you're 72 years old. Why are you saying this? 
She's 72. She's tired of bullshit. Yeah. Well, you should have seen, you should have seen her when she was alive when you brought up Trump around her. Oh, boy. He's such an asshole. He needs to go to prison. Not wrong. Yeah. Yeah, old people... When old people get going on stuff, holy fuck. Yeah. They're either... Like, I've never met an old person where I'm like, I kind of agree with them. I mean, they're like, fuck yeah, or I'm like, whoa, they're way off. <laughs> it's never in the middle. There's never somebody that's like, you know, I kind of like Trump. I think he's like, does a little bit of this, but I disagree with him. No, it's either, hell yeah, he's Jesus, or it's like, fuck that guy. <laughs> like, it's never been in the middle. Oh, you'd hit it right on the fucking head. So I know that they, like it's not even like with old people it's like there's certain people that like I know they're like on Facebook going like oh my god you know Trump is god and everything else that and I'm like no yeah investing to somebody no yeah, no one thing I uh Trump supporters are fucking idiots with their fucking flags and stuff it's like what are you doing like can you imagine like they collect Trump flags and stuff like I collect nerd shit like i have a captain america shield they have their trump 2020 flag and it's like they're idolizing him like he's a goddamn superhero or jesus or some kind of god it's like what the fuck i mean that's one thing you're not seeing a lot of biden flags flying around behind priuses you know it's not gonna be the same you know i was thinking about this the other day do you know what sign in the yard kind of like makes me wonder when I see, you know, I'm not, I'm for the cause. I, I want to put that out, but when people have the black lives matter lawn things in their yard, it's like, okay, we get it. You're not racist. Yeah. I, I can see that like taking that perspective, but I mean, I, I have a couple of neighbors that have it and you know, I, I like it because they're doing it out of spite to like, I mean, I have one neighbor with a better flag in his front yard, so all the neighbors around him put their Black Lives Matter flags up to let him know he's a piece of shit. You know? <laughs> um, I guess, I don't know. I just, like, um, you know, I was, you know, I supported Colin Kaepernick. I really did. I'm not just one of these bandwagon people. I knew exactly what he was talking about when he started kneeling. When Black Lives Matter first started, I was fully behind it and everything else like that. But I just... To to me, you know, I mean, I might be completely wrong. This is just my opinion. But, like, when I see somebody with a Black Lives Matter, like, sign in their yard or a flag or whatever else like that, to me, it's kind of like posting something on Instagram just to get the likes. I can kind of see that viewpoint, but I think it's a little more... It is definitely a stance that the people that don't agree with it, that don't agree with Black Lives Matter, like not like now I'm not saying the people that don't agree with posting the signs. I'm talking to the people that don't agree with the movement. Yeah. Those people that don't agree with it are fucking assholes. Yeah. And posting that sign, you're kind of, you know, becoming a target or an enemy to those people. Yeah. It takes balls to do and I mean it's a good cause. It's a good it's a good it makes sense. Because there is a real problem. Yeah. (laughs) Or they, you and I will never be able to relate to 
because it just doesn't it doesn't work that way. <laughs> right. And like I like the thing I never got when people were like, you know, black, you know, it should be black lives matter. All lives matter. And it's like, well, obviously all lives matter, but we're, you know, we're worrying about this. You know, what makes you think that if this problem doesn't get fixed, that it's not going to benefit you. Yeah. No, that's stupid. Yeah. Whenever people are like, it's all lives matter. It's like, go eat a dick all the way because it's not like, it's so stupid. And it's such a hypocritical thing. Anyone that says all lives matter, all they're doing is saying I'm racist. Because that's all it is. Because like even like a prime example is June six, like January sixth, the fucking Capitol riot, when like Trump's whole Blue Lives Matter fucking agenda, and they're beating cops up because apparently they don't now. I mean, it's just it's all just hollow racism getting behind this All Lives Matter, Blue Lives Matter. It's like just shut the fuck up and go fuck your sister again or something. I want to know what the goal was. For that whole thing, what was the goal? <laughs> January sixth. Yes. What was the goal? I feel like there's. I think uh, you're gonna hear a lot more coming out in the next few weeks or months of what they're. I think there was stuff behind it of like they wanted to actually kill people. I mean, there was actual hate groups ingrained in that. Yeah. That I mean, and it was almost like a herd mentality where they were like the hate groups, like the white supremacist proud boys were like, let's fucking do this. They got like, and everybody's going, they got Trump saying, let's fucking, let's change the world. And like, they're like, fuck yeah, we'll do it. And then like, I think they were trying to kill people. There was definitely people like they, they wanted to kill. I mean, they wanted to kill Pelosi. They wanted to kill AOC. I mean, it was, it was fucked up. Yeah. Can you imagine if they got into that Capitol, like if they got down to like the Senate floor when like if like Pelosi and AOC were there, there's no way in hell they would have made it out of there. Like no, no way. I mean they beat the shit out of cops. Yeah. They had, cops have guns and you're gonna see an unarmed congressman. Like they're gonna fuck them up. Yeah. <laughs> Like I like I saw like all like okay the one thing was that I never got is why the fuck are you taking selfies? Oh, because they're stupid. They thought they were like, oh, the revolution is gonna be televised. You're you're a fucking moron. It's like that's the one thing these fucking these fucking dumbass hillbilly inbred fucking queefs don't know how to commit a crime to save their ass. Like. That's one thing I will, like, if I was to storm a Capitol, I'm sure as fuck not getting caught. <laughs> That's for damn sure. Are you kidding? These guys were just trying to get public. Like, they're trying to, it just goes to show that everything they do is for show. Yeah. They don't want the outcome. They just want to be known for doing this. Was it, uh, I was listening to a podcast called Flagrant 2 with uh, the comedian. His name is Andrew Schultz. Oh, yeah. And he was talking about, they were talking about the whole Capitol riot, whatever. But I, is it the Capitol riot or is it, or is there a different name for it? Oh, the attack on the Capitol. I mean, it's been called a terrorist attack, a riot. Who knows? I think terrorist attack is more fitting. Yeah. So they were talking about that and that, you know, how they didn't get really that much done. Yeah. He, he was like, Look at Minnesota with the Black Lives Matter. They got shit done. Yeah. 
it is, it's fucked up to say, not saying it's right. All I'm saying is that it's kind of true and kind of funny. Yeah. And I mean, I got in a huge argument about this, that whole thing. Like the day it happened, I like, I said something on Facebook and a bunch of these like kind of country dudes who are like definitely, you know, pro Trump or just fucking queefs or something. But they were like saying they're comparing it to the riots. I'm like, you're comparing these people sad because their guy lost storming a Capitol building to people protesting and some people rioting because people are getting killed in the streets. Like you're so out of step and just so fucking stupid. It's, it's ridiculous and such a cop out for their racism. Yeah. I I thought about it and I thought about it this way. It's like, yeah, granted, like I don't agree with the whole rioting and everything that happened during the black light during the last summer, but I understood it. Oh, totally. It's, it was, there was a definite reason behind it. I mean, we saw George Floyd get murdered. Yeah. Like on YouTube, you know, and people were mad. And of course, obviously rioting's wrong. But what do you expect? I mean, people, they shit on Colin Kaepernick for doing a peaceful protest. Yep. So what's the next step? Yeah. <clears throat> and, pl- and plus it was just... The, with the riots that happened over the summer, I, I thought it was, you know, everybody was getting really upset with what happened with George Floyd. That was terrible. There's no reason for a guy to have his knee on somebody's neck for over eight minutes. And another thing was, is that it was during the time when there was a lot of people who were stuck inside because there's no jobs. Yeah. You're telling these people that there are, they're pissed off because they don't have a job that now they're getting pissed off because the cops were never there. The cops weren't arrested for it. And then now, you know, now they're fucking broke because they have no job because of the fucking pandemic. So you didn't expect anything less to happen. Yeah. People are hungry. We don't have a stimulus check. Like, of course they're going to loot a target. Yeah. I mean, what do you, it's it's just totally ridiculous that people were trying to draw comparisons because it's not. It's totally not. I mean, people were getting tear gassed because Trump wanted to go to a church. And hold a and hold a Bible like a dirty diaper. And meanwhile, like these fucking white people are storming a federal Capitol building and just getting like one got shot and then the other ones died by their own accord. Like, what the fuck? Like, it's just so frustrating these morons trying to compare it because it's not the same at all and you honestly you can't argue with them either because it's just you just go in circles and then they it's not worth doing right even like if like when you even like with the diehard trump supporters when you go well trump lied well where did he lie show me the proof and then you show then you show them like a huffington post article or something from cnn that oh that's fake news yeah it's like, oh, so you're going to believe Fox News who agrees with everything that you agree with. They're the real news. Yeah, and even they were shitting on Fox News. <laughs> Trump supporters were shitting on Fox because they gave Arizona to Biden. <laughs> like, they were like, you guys report the election correctly. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, it, is a, it is a whole mess, you know, and it's, it's a cult. And yeah. it's not going away anytime soon, unfortunately. No, they're saying that Trump's going to start the Patriot Party. Good for him. Hopefully, you know, 
he can. I bet he'll run for president of some other country. I bet he'll try to run for governor, president of some other country, or start his own fucking thing. But governor of California. I, there's no fucking way that would happen. <laughs> California's a blue state. Like, there's no way in hell. You could probably do Texas. Yeah. You could fuck Ted Cruz's wife at the Capitol building and people would be like, hell yeah, Ted Cruz, that fucking queef. Do you remember when they were saying that Ted Cruz was a Zodiac killer? Yeah. Fucking <laughs> Trump said it. And Ted Cruz has his balls in his mouth. Like, that is ridiculous. Ted Cruz, Trump said Ted Cruz was the Zodiac killer and that his dad killed JFK. And Ted, and he called his wife ugly. And Ted Cruz is one of the Trump's biggest supporters. How fucked is that? If somebody told me that I was like a fucking murderer and that my dad killed a president and that my girlfriend was ugly, I'm gonna chip their teeth with my fist. You know, and this dude is sucking his balls. Like this dude is literally inciting riots for his fucking daddy. It is so messed up. Dude, the GOP is full of cucks. Like that's all it is. They're just all sold their soul to the devil. I don't. It's just ridiculous. The fact that we had to have a tie-breaking vote for a stimulus check for a country that needs it because no member of the GOP decided that Americans deserve money is ridiculous. Yeah. Was that? I actually had a conversation with a friend of mine who's a Republican. He's not a Trump supporter. We were, you know, I, he knows a lot about the political process, so I had him on, and he actually explained why, what some of the reasons were were not for not passing the stimulus bills, or not giving out so many stimulus checks. Yeah, and one of them was the fact is that if you pump out so much, like a lot of the fact is that when you, the amount of gold that we have is based, yeah, you know, that's basically the, the how much money that. We sh- that we have so when you start pumping out more money something that start you know printing more money for you know gold that we don't have mm-hmm. a lot of people are going to save that money so it's not going to go back into the economy uh and then if, if you know if you do that numerous times then the american the u.s dollar which is basically like the price for everything you know globally you're it it's going to become the same the same price as like a peso okay so i can see that logic but also there's people starving right now yeah i'm totally for more stimulus checks yeah that money's gonna go to the like people save money okay but also people are gonna be spending money yeah people like they're gonna go out and buy more fucking dumb shit or like go buy more food from uber eats because i'm lazy that (laughs) And just sit around like that's such a I mean that's a very hollow argument in my opinion I mean it's like a very lazy way to just yeah I mean I, I can see that but I mean it, it, to, to me it makes sense I don't agree with it because my thought process is is that if you want to jumpstart the economy again you have to throw money at the problems yeah. well, the fact that we are the only civilized country that's not doing a stimulus check yeah I mean, you figure Canada's been doing it every month. And I don't see Canada going into a depression <laughs> anytime soon. No. I mean, 
Well, Canadians are nice. Yeah. Have you, met a nice, have you ever met a mean Canadian? I haven't. I met a crazy one. I mean, I spent like a week in Vancouver, well, an hour north of Vancouver in Squamish, and I stayed with a guy who was like a fucking prepper, like a doomsday prepper, oh, like the Airbnb. He had like uh, shipping containers in his yard full of like his valuables, and like he had a bunch of gold and silver stockpile because he said that the currency would crash someday. But he was a neat dude. Gave me cake on my last day. (laughs) (laughs) But like, I was thinking about that. Like if you, like, like Drake, I feel like I could go up and talk to Drake. And he would be super nice. Yeah. You're not like a 30-year-old girl though, so I don't think he'd like you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Was fucked up. I had I had a fucked up joke that I could go with that. Yeah. Oh, you think he's Epstein? <laughs> I don't know. I do. Uh, I kind of feel like uh, like like Trudeau. Like seems like a really good leader, and that dude knows what the fuck he's doing. Yeah. Like, every interaction I've seen with him, I'm like, wow, this guy is uh, running running Canada pretty well. Plus, I think he's like he's really you know younger. Yeah. Very handsome. Yeah. He has a beard, which, you know, we haven't had a president with a beard since fucking Lincoln. Yeah. It's, yeah, you see about how these countries are handling, you know, their economy and everything else like that. And then you're looking at us and we're supposed to be the greatest country in the world. We're not. <laughs> we're just not. We haven't been for a long time. And I'm I'm a proud American, but I know when, you know, it's, it, I think it's better when you're able to call out bullshit. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, you and I, we haven't made in America. Like this is like, we have the prime because we're just white dudes in America. We have it like better than anybody. Yeah. I mean, if you don't acknowledge that you're a dumbass because we do, I mean, and it's, and it, and even I can see that this country is fucked. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, we do have it better than other countries, but still. Right. Was it uh, like when I voted for Biden and, you know, Kamala, because I, I wasn't a big fan of Joe, of, of Biden. I really wasn't. But I looked at it going, okay, this is a step in the, me- this is a step in the right direction, in my opinion. No, 100%. Yeah, because, I mean, there was, like, this election was very, like, I feel like it was very make or break because we had Joe Jorgensen, who a lot of people were voting for because they were like, we need to get this in office. I'm like, now is not the time to fuck around and try to make that extreme of a change. You guys are reaching for a mile when you should be trying to get to the 100-yard mark, you know? And I think with voting for Biden, getting him in, we did that. Like we made the change and we're going to keep it going. And, you know, we can start getting more and more progressive. I mean, since Biden, we have like Buttigieg, like is in charge of uh, transportation now. I think so. Openly gay uh, congressman, right? I think, is he a congressman? I mean, that's a huge step. And we have, I mean, you look at 
just by his staff in general and like the diversity in it is just tenfold way better than Trump had. And it's, it's a good thing. I think this is a good thing for America. And, you know, we have a lot of healing to do. I don't think you'll see Biden being a two-term president, but, you know, it's a step in the right direction. And Kamala, I mean, love her or hate her, she does some stuff that's pretty fucking stupid, but, you know, she's changed her opinion on some stuff. Like, I think she's acknowledged that, like, yeah. he was against was dumb. And Biden's done the same thing. He's said, like, yeah, these laws I pushed for, like, they were misguided and in the wrong – were not what we needed. And right. being – that is huge, I think. Yeah. And, you know, the unfortunate thing is with that, when you correct – that nobody will let go when you're wrong, even if you come out and say that you were wrong. Yeah. That's one of my things I'm really good at. When I'm wrong on something, I'll just fucking admit it because there's nothing that can be done to you when you admit you're wrong. Right. Right. Well, we're almost going on about two hours. So is there anything you want to plug before we let this go? Uh, just my Instagram, Carl underscore Sobel. And then uh, my Twitter, Carl underscore Sobel. River North Public House Comedy Night. Check that out. Other than that, not really. Um, just yeah. You'll see, if you follow my Instagram, you'll see my other shit. <laughs> I'll I'll put I'll tag you in the post when I post on like on social. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll look for it. I was trying to find your Matt Cook episode when it first did. It take a minute to load onto Apple or something. Yeah, I was having a lot of like the last couple of weeks. I've been having a lot of issues. Gotcha. <laughs> it was weird because I did the Matt episode. Or what was it? No, well, because I did the I the I don't know what it was because I uploaded both because I did Matt's episode and then I did another podcast later that night for I call it the fight night companions where me yeah. and we just watched we just watched the fights talk we barely watched any of the fights we just talked shit the entire time we went on for like five hours yeah and. That episode loaded right away. It was on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, but then the Matt's episode, even though I scheduled it and edited it and uploaded it at the same time I did the other episode, it's for some reason it lagged in places. But it's it's up now. Okay, cool. That was a good episode. That's a a good guy right there. I had a lot of fun with him. I love Matt. He's one of my, uh, like one of the first people that acknowledged me when I started doing stand-up. So I'll definitely... If that one listen. Definitely his wife is funny too. Yeah, because didn't she like jump in on the episode? Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Cause yeah. I heard she's a blast. She came to one of my house shows and I got to talk to her briefly, but I was like running the show and couldn't much. But no, they're Math was a good dude. He's yeah, he's one of my favorite people. Yeah, it's that's like I, I was a little nervous when I was talking to him, like when I first started talking to him, but then I got comfortable and I just realized that he's just a genuinely good guy. Oh, yeah. Yep. He's and in the that, Grand Rapids for sure. I was thinking that, but I didn't want to say it because of the yep. fucking weird chugs and everything else like that. Yeah. No, he's, he's good. Like he, cause he knows that I can't drink canned beer. So like he came over to my house, uh, he was one of the only people that I saw for my birthday. He, uh, like, the day before my birthday this year, December 30th, he came over to my house. He brought uh, 
12 pack of Coors banquet beers in bottles and he sat by the fire just shooting the shit for a while. And yeah, he's, he's a great dude. I love that guy. Oh, we should get, we should do an episode with you and him with the three of us. That'd be cool. That'd be fun. Yeah. Cause I know he's probably once COVID's over too. I mean, he's got his studio in his basement for the three of us to go down there and make some bad decisions. Oh, that'd be fun. All right. Well, I will let you go. Thank you again for doing this. I really, really appreciate it, dude. I really do. Of course. Yeah. Sorry. It took me a half hour to <laughs> realize I was late. No worries. All right. You take care, dude. Thank you. Yeah. I'll talk to you later, buddy.